Go ahead, lady. Go, go. No, go ahead. You already, like, come on. You're stupid. Fucking stupid is what you are. I can't stand people. You already know how I am when I'm driving. I just got to. I hope all is well. Today, I really wanted to talk about discipline. And I want to talk about discipline in children, not necessarily, you know, you being able to self-discipline for yourself, whether it's dieting, exercising. But um, it's just really interesting. I have saw an interview, well, not necessarily an interview. Some lady on TikTok went on there and she's like, yup, I beat my kids and they grew up to be fine. They do this. They're successful. They're that. They're that. Yeah, I beat their ass when they asked me to be beaten. Now, there are other parents out here that beat their kids for every little thing. And that doesn't necessarily mean that that type of discipline for every little thing is going to help your child succeed in life. Now, I know someone personally, I'm not going to say who, but was disciplined really bad, you know, like so bad to the point that they was getting beat with extension cords and it was breaking skin and it was just horrifying, horrifying as fuck right and this person still to this day has problems with confiding into people still have problems emotionally because of the damage that was done through the discipline from their parents and because it was their mother disciplining them they don't know how to respect women they have a they have a disconnect with women because of the relationship that they have with their mother and for me, like, growing up, I mean, I'm going to tell y'all right now, I didn't get my ass beat. I was spoiled because I was the first grandkid. You know, I was the first kid for both from both of my parents. And the only times that I got beat is when my mother was never around. And the one time I got beat by my grandfather, I didn't get beat by him again. And I only got whooped by my grandmother twice. But other than that, actually, I'm lying. I ne- my, my grandmother actually never popped me. She probably... She probably popped me one time getting my hair straightened, but like, you know, back then that's how they, you know, stay still type of thing. But my grandmother never really put her hands on me. And it's just for me, I mean, my mother used to tell me all the time, she's like, I could just whoop your ass. And my mom probably only popped me maybe like two or three times and it was very needed. You know, I was bad as fuck. So, (laughs) but I had that type of discipline where my mother, yeah, she may have popped me. She gave myself some space. She gave herself some space. And then we reconnected at the very end of the day. And she spoke to me about why she popped me and how my behavior was just unacceptable. And I need to do better. Because my mom used to always emphasize unity and team. Like, together, we work together. You know, yeah, I'm your mother. Yeah, I can be your friend. Yeah, I can be all these things. But you still have to respect me as your as your parent. I'm taking care of you. I'm raising you. And for me, I mean, I know so many people that were disciplined and I like bad. Parents punching them in the eye, kicking their ass, like beating them up, roughing them up. And it's like, and the, I mean, I can't speak for other communities. I mean, I can't say like I had some white friends whose parents was really, really have them so fucked up that they couldn't go to school the next day 
probably for two days because it was that bad. And what I've learned from it is that people go through so much, but yet forget how traumatizing it is for their child to experience that. I told myself, like, I take care of my brother, so that's my son. I'm not going to beat him. I beat my brother one time, and I apologize for it. Do I regret that beating? No, because in that moment, I thought it was right. But I said to myself, I would never let myself get to that point again. God damn, I'm in the wrong lane. These motherfuckers going to be mad because I'm about to cut somebody off. Thank you for giving me enough room to slide up in here. Yep. Got to do what you got to do. Are you turning? Are you going straight, bro? Where you going? I. So, um, sorry for the distraction. Y'all know me. Um, But, you know, I had to learn for myself, like, it's so pointless beating a child. Because words can go so far than just getting your ass beat all the time just because you're doing something wrong. And it's like the physical beating. I mean, my brother already, like, because he, I, he got abused a lot by family members after my mom passed. And for him, it took him a long time to understand that me talking to him, he didn't know how to react to me talking to him because he was abused for so long. He was being abused for so long. He didn't know how to react with me because I'm so calm and mellow with him and I'm just explaining everything, he's just, he don't know how to act. He's still giving me the attitude and stuff, but like my brother has come a long way. And when I talk to him, he's more calm. Yeah, he might shed a few tears because he's he's understanding me, but I tell him all the time, yeah, I gotta be stern with you, but just know that I'm doing this so that you can become a better person. I said, there's no need for me to put my hands on you because that's not necessary. You didn't do anything bad. I have to keep reminding my brother. It's so sad, y'all. I have to keep reminding my brother every time I approach him or talk to him. And I don't, you know, I don't call him out of his name. I don't call him stupid. I don't do any of that. I, I explain just like this. Your actions were stupid. I'm not calling you stupid, but your actions were stupid. It was foolish. You could think better. You can do better, you know, and, and I'm not, you know, and I have to talk to him that way. And I have to tell him like, dude, you know, you're, you're not in trouble. And it's, it's sad that I have to remind him that you're not in trouble. I'm talking to you because I care about you and I want you to do better. And I know you're very capable of doing better. So how can we work something out together so that you can know next time, this is what I have to do or know next time, you know, this is how I'll approach certain situations and it's sad because abuse don't do nothing but hurt the person and allow people to I feel like hurt people hurt people obviously but I mean I know someone that got abused from their parents and they were in an abusive relationship I mean because that's what they thought love was because no one ever sat down with them and said this is why I'm beating you it was just I beat your ass and you go to your room and it's like how do you separate all of that like what's really going on like what this world man this world oh i see you hold on let me uh chime you in i'm sorry i'm driving i'm gonna chime you in i see dave i think i'm i'm trying to 
Let me, all right, I, I'm all right, I got you. But it's just sad, you know? It's really sad, y'all. Hey, hey, hey. Hi, hey, hi. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm good. You? I'm doing very well. Just got off of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm Didn't happy. no one tell you? It's, it's, it's dangerous to, to talk and drive on, and on wisdom. Well, I'm, my phone is hooked up, so I don't really have to do much. And I'm using my, my GPS, so I have to look at my phone. I'm just kidding you. I'm just kidding you. <laughs> yeah, um, discipline. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, I mean, I've got a seven-year-old myself, so um, I think that's a difficult age to do it because they're just learning about the world. Um, it's a balance of reward and punishment, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, that stuff you're talking about where, you know, some people got abused by their parents, and everything, that's called projection where they now take it out on life and other people and things like that. Yeah. Um, not necessarily only their parents, though. Something else could have happened, and they'll just project it. They'll get bullied by someone else or something like that, you know? Yeah, but it always starts home, and that's where people tend to forget. People think everything starts at school. I'm a teacher, so I work with kids. Oh, you're it, a teacher? We, okay. You know, we, we have programs for kids that experience abuse, whether it's verbal, physical, neglect like we we have programs at school that creates a safe haven for children children don't just okay. react or have reactions to things they have to be exposed to it whether it's parents whether it's cousins whether it's a family member whoever it is it starts home that's you know? true they do tend to say that they do tend to say that um what's this program then is it like a safeguarding kind of program for kids so or? We have so we have programs that help students regulate themselves and have a better understanding of, you know, social cues, how to respect people, self-awareness. We have different programs to help kids identify their feelings and where those feelings come from and how to express those feelings. And, you know, like, for example, one of my students, he has a habit of when he gets mad, he goes and he hits people. He don't say any words. He just reacts. So we teach him that when you're mad, just say, I'm mad right now and I need space. Can you leave me alone? It's a different approach so that we're teaching these kids how to self-regulate and be self-aware of them of themselves, pretty much. Yeah. One of the other things um, good uh, to teach with kids, I know it's probably going to be a bit deep uh, for some kids, but it's mindfulness. Yes, that too. Creating self a self-awareness. Being self-awareness exactly. breathing breath work that because mm -hmm. some kids probably can't do that some kids are probably get too angry all the time you know yeah we have um, sensories and fidgets and all types of things yeah we definitely yeah, yeah, do no. have a lot of different tools to utilize the breathing is definitely one but when kids are upset and mad they're already breathing heavy so breathing doesn't always work right that's so not what would you tool. suggest tool for certain students right so what would you but suggest then in that moment now where the kids gone mad they got mad and well, there's some that us, can control themselves more than others well it depends on the student like for me I've dealt with students who just need to be in a safe place where they can have their tantrum where they can be angry where they can throw stuff where they can hit the right. wall because the walls are padded so we put kids in a space where and we let them know 
that their feelings matter and it's okay to be mad. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be upset, but you have to verbally express that to know what you need to calm yourself down. Yeah. 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 I suppose that's called venting out. I mean, I, I'm, I'm an ex track athlete as well. So, so, um, you know, we, we, I used a lot of meditation before, you know, I competed at a high level. So getting in a zone and stuff like that, you know, you're well versed in that. Um, but saying that, um, you know, playing sports for kids is a, a form of venting out as well. If we, you know, um, yeah, especially... definitely. Like we have uh, uh, like wrestling and basketball, soccer, yeah, stuff like that. Especially when they're going through puberty because the hormones and everything's changing, and you know, there's <laughs> that's that's the time when you a lot of stuff happens. You know, when you're changing, the hormones is kind of getting you out of control a bit, aren't they? Yeah. So I'm just thinking, what, what age range are you giving these this training program to for the kids? I work with elementary students. Oh, elementary, all right. So that won't really, really, that won't really, that's probably just before they touch that kind of area, really, yeah. Um, I suppose, yeah, same things like got padded walls. I mean, it could be outside in a playground or even in the public and things like that. So that could be a, a bit of an issue, couldn't it? It can be sometimes. But um, like I said, we're trained. I'm, I'm, I'm trained. I have age training, ABA training to help how to dysregulate a child. And we never do hands-on. We always kind of shuffle with kids. We just kind of diff- pull different strategies for them to use. But like, you could say sports, oh, this kid, but you don't know everybody's family and situation. Not all families can afford to put their children and enroll their kids into sports. So, you know, we train parents how to regulate their child's behavior at home. We show parents how, what tools we use at school that's beneficial for their stu- for their child and what they can do. They can implement the same strategies that we use at school so that their child is regulated at home. But when your kid's at home and you let them do whatever, but then they're only regulated in school, I mean, you're confusing a child when there's no structure it's hard for kids to have a balance of something so yeah you broke up there a bit. I didn't hear you. sorry said it again that last sentence i said most students need structure so that they're regulated when they go oh, home right, yeah. parents always have a structure structure for them so that they can you know regulate themselves because nine times out of ten when kids go home they do whatever they want because they're home yeah, that's the issue I've got at that moment, but it's only because um, my daughter's just started um, school. So I'm not, obviously, I don't want to go too much into it because they're not with us to defend themselves. But let's yeah, just no, say a child about, does come home and they do what they want, but they're supposed to do their homework, you know, and they're not yeah. doing it. So, how, what do you do about that as a parent when they get home? If they're not. On their homework, I mean, you may work with one of my students. He likes candy. I tell him, if you do two problems, I'll give you two candies. You make it fun for the child because sometimes there are kids that have ADHD, ADD, and it's hard for them to focus. And sometimes they need something to help them focus more. And if you add treats into homework, I'm sure it'll go out easier. And even, two, set a timer. Oh, you have five minutes to take a break. 
play a game. Yeah, but they, they throw computer. a tantrum because they want the candy before they do the homework, and they throw a tantrum to get the candy, and that's it. Whoops, no, no homework. Set a timer, or say, yes. give the candy first. You got to do work, but the tantrum, you got to be able to regulate your child's behavior to make them take yeah, deep breaths, ask at. them questions like, what's wrong? What's going on? Can yeah. you be a little patient? Or You know, you have to be able to know how to navigate around the tantrum because nine times yeah, out of ten, it's cool. just an attention that kids want to get their way out of things or to get their way. Yeah, yeah that's true, yeah. Um, but saying that, it, it could be, uh, I mean, for my own fault, it's uh, treating them too much anyway and spoiling them so they, they get used to that. So you've got to snap them out of that, haven't you? Well, eventually you shift into different things. One day for homework, you have snacks. The next day you'll have, you have to do five problems and you'll have a five minute break to do whatever you want. Go play, go have fun. But then we have to circle back to doing this and then you can have a snack. You have to be able to alternate it because not all strategies are going to work. No, that's right. Exactly. You've got to work the one that will work in that situation. That too, but it's that might not work. So you have to have different strategies. You have to have different things. And you limit your child to only up to two options. Do you want to take a break? Do you want to have a snack? And that's that. Yeah, yeah. You limit what you want your child to have so that they can only make those two choices. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true, yeah. Um, as I said, she's only just started the school, really. She started because we start late in the UK anyway. You start in August, I think, early September is when we start. But she started in October, so um, give her time to settle down in the school. And then I think it's really hard before Christmas. That's the worst time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so many uh, things and trick and treat with you know, uh, Halloween. It's, uh, it's it's really a difficult time. So January is going to be hard work. That's the time to do it, though, isn't it? I mean, for me, um, working, even working with kids, like for my brother, he's older, he's a teenager, so it's different. But even when he was small, like I would help him with whatever homework he needed to do and then we'll do something fun. Then we'll come back to it. But like yeah. sometimes, I mean, kids, they like you, kids like silly, kids like things that are funny. So you have to be able to channel different things you know, to a child's mind because they're not they're not old enough to understand or have patience like we do. You know, we're adults. We can have the patience. But when you can make yes. things fun for a child because they are a child, they're not an adult. They're still learning. They're still developing, you know, a lot of emotions. They don't really understand most of the emotions that they go through. You have to be able to teach them those things. That's the thing. And again, that comes with the mindfulness awareness. So you're aware of those emotions and everything else, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Down a bit and then listen to your body and your mind and just catch them when you can. But yeah, that takes practice as well, doesn't it? It does take a lot. I mean, I've Imagine been working in the school system yeah. for five, five years now, but I've always been good with kids because I, I love kids, you know, kids bring so much joy to me so it's easy to re to connect with the child if yeah. you know they like if i can connect with them whether it's a favorite tv show or favorite superhero or whoever you know yeah. i don't mind having that building that relationship because i know i can build it 
and you got to yeah, have a lot of patience true. with children too. So I got a lot of patience. Yeah, but that's good. <laughs> that's good. I'm generally a calm, patient guy, but I, know, I just don't know that area of uh, coaching, if you like, you know, so um, parenting. Um, and so I'm a parent myself, but obviously you're a school teacher. That's, that's part of your job, isn't it? Yeah. So I guess that's right. What's your, what's your, what do you teach anyway? What's your, everything? You or? I'm a one-to-one BT, a behavioral technician. So I work one-on-one with one student, but I also help the classroom too with the teacher. So I guess I'm a, a teacher assistant, but I really only mainly focus on one student this year. And I'm yeah. just helping him, you know, build independence. Instead of me doing everything for him, I want him to be able to, do things for himself because you know he's getting older and that's the goal you know that's his goal we got to build independence exactly yeah yeah oh, it sounds great what you're doing um miss i've got, got miss breaker here <laughs> but uh, um yeah i'll see you've got a podcast as well um uh, keeping it real so um i'll try and check that out as well um yeah, definitely. Uh, Check it out. I talk about a lot of different things and I come on here to be able to speak to live people because I don't always get the chance to have a live audience. But I do. Yeah, me too. Up here. I'm going to come on more because I know that obviously uh, you like yourself. I'm a top mentor. <clears throat> uh, you know, I've dabbled a bit. But now I'm starting to have some time uh, to really get on here. So I will probably do that. It's going to help the community and help the world, really. This is a global, global platform, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll certainly check your podcast out. Um, and my podcast is the Dave Palmer Show, so it's hence my name. Um, but I'm going to put some of these recordings on some of uh, some newer podcasts I've got, depending on the topic. So if it's fitness, I've got a fitness one. If it's a well-being. Okay. If it's life, like what we're talking about, I'll put it on there. You know, so. Um, so the, the wisdom app, I'm going to be more of a regular feature. So I look forward to speaking to you and, and everyone else that's listening now. <laughs> the, the Thank people you. That are here now. Yeah, yeah. So I hope, we, I hope you're all listening and check both our podcasters out. Uh, keeping it real in the Dave Palmer show. So Miss Breaker, very nice talking to you. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully talk some more and maybe even get on your, each other's podcasts. Yes, definitely. I'll definitely check you out as well. And it was great having you up here. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought I'd, uh, I saw Let's Talk About Discipline. You know, I'm a retired firefighter, but uh, discipline was, you know, even in sports, discipline's a <laughs> well-used yeah. word in those fields. So anyway, yeah, good talking to you. I'll see you Thanks. again. You're welcome. Yeah, y'all, it's, it's interesting how this world is and what's going on. and But it's sad that, you know, certain ways of disciplining people, your child, can really hurt their future when they are trying to build relationships and connect with people. Like I said, I know people personally that has been verbally abused and they struggle with relationships. They struggle with having a healthy relationship because of the trauma within the household when it comes to discipline. I mean, I had to break my trauma. I had to break the chains off of myself as well because I was doing things that was just 
keeping me in the shadows type of thing. I, you know, wouldn't speak up for myself, wouldn't express myself because, you know, I, I, family members watching me tell me, oh, what are you, what are you crying for? You don't have feelings or you don't this, you don't that. And that verbal abuse is, is bad too. But it's just interesting how, you know, you see these things and yet people don't actually like read or pick up on it like you know there's things that's going on and you know we can do things differently but I still say oh well I got my ass beat and I'm okay man you are not okay you are probably you probably have failed relationships you probably have you know failed friendships you know, you drama in the friendships. Excuse me. You probably go through a lot of emotional and social problems just because of how you were brought up. And people don't realize that. I had to realize that for myself, in a sense, dealing with people. Like, I was like, damn, I was friends with someone. They told me their life story, but they wasn't always truthful with me. And I was truthful, but because I didn't speak on certain things that they wanted me to speak on, it was almost as if they didn't trust me. And I said, well, that has nothing to do with it. If you ask me something and I tell you, what more do you want me to say? If I've said what I what I had to say was, was enough. And dealing with someone who's watched their parents get abused and all types of different things. It's just, it's, it's sad, you know, they don't know how to interact with people. But when it comes to disciplining your child or, you know, it, you don't need to beat your kids. You really don't. Yeah, you might pop them, but beating your kids with, you know, words and objects to hurt them to the point that you know, it's it's traumatizing. It's like, come on. I know, like, in schools <clears throat> down south in Alabama, I don't know if they still do this shit, but in school in Alabama, they would have people out here beating kids with a paddle, a wooden paddle, but you can only beat the students in the principal's office. The principal has a, a chair that's in his room that has like footprints um, behind it. And you, you put, you place your feet there and you pull your pants down to, you know, your butt, to the crease of your butt at the bottom, you know, under your butt. And they hit you however many times you were destructive in the classroom. That type of discipline, that type of discipline is, is not good either. That's not helping students. You're, you're creating more. And the thing is, is like there are some schools that have programs to help kids who get physical and verbal discipline that hurts them and confuses them. And what it and what we do as teachers, we help them regulate their feelings and emotions towards what they're experiencing. You know, and then there are certain things that trigger yeah, it's something that's being projected onto a child or whatever the child's experience is being projected on others. But we all got to understand that kids' behaviors don't just come out of nowhere. 
Go, lady. If I'm letting you go, why the hell are you sitting there looking stupid? Lord, I can't do. But, you know, it's just so interesting because, you know, I hear so many people that say, oh, yeah, I got my ass beat and I'm okay. And I say them, and I, I've known them for years type thing. And I just be like, I mean, I don't say nothing because it's not my place to say or speak on anybody unless someone truly wants me to speak on it because I'm nobody's yes man. I will keep it real. I don't sugarcoat shit. That's just me. But I've had friends that say they're fine and after getting whoopings and stuff like that, and I look at them and I just say, like, well, I mean, I, I don't say nothing, actually. I don't say shit. I just be like, all right, you know, I mean, everyone's different. Everyone has different life experiences. But for me, I can see that you're still struggling with, you know, confidence because of the verbal abuse that you've experienced. And then, you know, you know, you know, you're in and out of certain relationships that are really physical. And it's like, it's not teaching you anything. I remember a friend of mine, or my art, one of the, somebody in college, let me just say that. Someone in college had asked if one of my friends was getting abused because in their relationship as, as to why um, there's such in a panic of about, you know, not wanting to leave this person or whatever. And I said to them, no, I said, I mean, shit, not that I know of, I don't see bruises on them. But then again, I don't really pay attention to them like that. I just, I do my own thing. I don't really care too much. But for me, I understand where they're coming from because of their past history of dealing with an abusive father. And, you know, that might be projected on, oh, well, that's love. That's how love is. That's, you know, that's love. And some people don't, some people confuse the two. And it's not because they don't know better. It's just that was their environment. So they think that that is okay. A lot of times what people go through that they think is okay is not okay. How do you help people understand that that's not okay? I mean, first off, approaching the situation as to why they feel that they deserve to be treated this way. No one deserves to be beaten. I don't care what the, I don't care how bad your kid is. You shouldn't beat your kid. Put your kid in timeout. Make them sit down somewhere. I feel like parents that just let their kids break up shit and do shit but still reward them with toys. Nah, you broke up all your toys. You ain't getting no more. I'll give you some glue. You can glue that shit back, but you don't deserve good things because you destroyed the things that were given to you. It's all about how you speak to a child, too. Because language is so important. Words are so much heavier than physical physical actions on a child. Like I said, my mother always spoke to me. Yeah, she probably popped me four times in my life. I'm 26 years old. She popped me four times in my life. Like I said, I needed that pop. Needed it. Every pop, I can name every pop I had received in my life because they weren't that bad. I mean, they weren't that bad to the point that it was like I can count on two hands. I probably can count one hand up. 
maybe not. Probably two hands and no more than two. But it hasn't traumatized me. I know how I feel. I know when I'm feeling a certain way. I mean, I'm a Sagittarius, so I don't really speak on my feelings and emotions because I just don't like anything that's sad, angry, or frustrating. I'd rather be happy, full of joy, loving, caring. That's just me. But a lot of times, it's a lot of things that go on and people don't know how to react. And for me, as I'm learning being a new parent by choice, patience with my brother is so important. When I'm upset, like yesterday, I came home and I was a little upset because um, I had to wash the dishes. And I was just like looking in the dishes like, what the hell is this boy doing? Why is he using all these big ass plates? when we have small plates that he could be using instead of using the big plates that's used for like big dinners, like use the small plate. You want to make a sandwich, use the small plate. The sandwich is small enough to fit on the freaking plate. If you have chips, you know, pour the chips on a napkin, sit, you know, and eat. And it was just frustrating me. And then he, he came up to me. He's like, are you mad at me? Are you mad at me? And like I said, he's been through so much trauma I appreciate him asking those questions because now I can change the narrative and tell him, no, I'm not mad, but I'm a little frustrated because I'm just confused as to why the dishes is like this. And it's only me and you in this house. Like, bro, there's so much dishes in here. It's almost like six people was up in here eating. I'm like, you need to figure out how you should be eating. And if you're going to eat something, wash it out. Stop just piling up the dishes and you don't want to wash them or you have a hard time cleaning them. I had to stop making my brother wash the dishes because he wasn't washing them. He washed them shits three times and they wasn't washed. I'm like, you know what? You know what? You can't wash the dishes because I don't want to hurt your feelings. But will I? What what I will do is I'm taking your game until... You can actually keep something in the house clean, which is your bathroom and your room. And if you could do that, then we'll take baby steps to washing the dishes again. But it's like, I don't ever beat him. I always make him read. I'll take his phone away. I've learned as a teacher, there's certain things that, you know, new generation of kids they need some type of social life with their friends so if I take something away from them it's going to be hard for them to adapt to silence and peace and all this other things that's around them without having contact with the people that they're so used to connecting with because of technology and I just say to myself that I don't really care for him to have his phone because I can control his phone for my phone, so it's no biggie. But it's just certain things are more understanding than others. Like right now, I told him I took his PlayStation. This is how I discipline my brother. I took his PlayStation. For y'all that have children that love video games, I mean, my brother loves sports. He loves video games. He loves drawing. I'm going to hit him where it hurts. I'm going to take his damn PlayStation. And I told him until he gets his grade up in English, he can have it back. 
I said, I'm not going to take your phone unless your phone becomes a distraction in class where your teachers let me know that you're not focused enough to be able to participate or your phone is too much of a distraction to your work. I'll take your phone when that becomes that. I said to him already, like, if I got to call you, if I got to call or email your teacher and let her know that Jemiah will be dropping that damn phone at your office and he will be picking it up at the end of the day. I said, because teachers know they care about you. They want you to succeed in life. They want you to elevate in your learning. So if something is preventing you from learning and you can control it, and but you're choosing not to, oh, we'll set up a plan. I have a whole plan ready for you. So it's all about navigating on how to get to kids to a certain way. I don't ever spoil my brother. I let him know, like, I'm honest with my brother. You know, I, I don't, I, he, we, my mother's never really made me or my brother materialistic kids. Like, my mom always made sure we dressed well. We had good shoes, but... Yeah, she might have spoiled us with the technology and the toys, but, you know, she's given a life that she didn't get to have, and I don't think there was nothing wrong with that. But when kids have value in objects or things, it's easy. It, it really is easy to discipline a child when they have their favorite toy, when they have their favorite game. And like I said, it might be hard for them in the moment. Yeah, it could be very hard because you don't have patience but as a parent you really have to give yourself space and verbally express that shit to your child I'm really upset you don't gotta yell at your kid take deep breaths before you speak and say yo I mean don't say yo but just say to your kid like listen I'm a little frustrated right now because of what you did I'm gonna you can set a timer for your child and say in 15 minutes we'll come back together and we can talk once you set that up for your child you'll be set because now they have a routine now they have structure to be able to reconnect with themselves to just take a deep breath or do whatever they want to do in their room and you as a parent you're the role model to your child so if you can say to your kid I'm not feeling this or I'm upset about what you did that helps regulate your child's thinking right away because now your kid's like, wait, did my mom and dad just say that they're upset and they need to take some time to breathe and they need space? You're already setting things up for your child to understand life. It is important to take personal days if you need one because you're not okay with physically, emotionally, or mentally. You have to be able to start off with that. You have to teach your kids those tools. They need those tools in life. They need the tools to help them understand themselves. And I do it a lot with my brother. I mean, the last time we got into a really big argument was probably like four months ago, y'all. And he wouldn't give me space. He kept trying to say what he wanted to say. And I had told him, like, dude, give me space. I had to tell him, like, I'm I'm so I'm upset right now. I could just pop you, bro. And I don't want to pop you. I don't want to put my hands on you because that's not how I want to communicate with you. And I had to yell at him, and I had to tell him, you need to give me some space, dude. Leave me the hell alone. 
give me space so that I can talk to you respectfully because I don't want to disrespect you. And he came to, I, you know, at some point I had to push him out of my room and lock my door. But, you know, these apartments don't have the real lock. So, you know, he easily went and got a penny, unlocked my door and said his last little words. And I let him say his last little words. And I just said, do you feel better? You know, are you good? Are you are you okay with... So, nobody says you have to... My bad, y'all. Um, You know, I had to tell him, like, do you feel better? Did that make you feel better? And he said, yeah. And I said, what was the point of saying the last thing that you wanted to say to me? What was the point of that? And he said, I don't know. I just felt like I needed to say it. And I said, okay. And I told him after I took my space and he came back, I told him, I appreciate you giving me space. Although it was a power struggle for you to leave me the hell alone. I appreciate you respecting me towards the very end to give me my space. And for him, because I, even I apologized for yelling at him. And he doesn't know how to react to that yet. He don't know how to react to apologies because no adult that has verbally abused, physically abused, has apologized for their action. So when I'm over here and we have an altercation or we have a disagreement, I can own up to my wrongfulness. And I can come to an agreement of how we can handle this situation better without lashing out on each other. Sorry, y'all. I had to greet my brother. I just got home. You know, I got to ask how his day is, how his day was, and, you know, doing that parenting. You always got to check in, check in with your kids. Make sure they was good. I always know when something's wrong. I know I didn't give birth to my brother, but I definitely helped my mother raise him because she was a single mother. And there are times where he'll be like, Nothing's wrong, but I can see it in his face. And I can see the body language that he's giving me. 
my brother would always wear hoodies, be hiding his face. I used to be like, bro, you are too handsome to be hiding your your face. You you you're you're too good to be doing the things to stop you from being a better version of you. But uh that's all I really want to say to y'all. I'm about to get myself ready and go hang out with some friends and chill. But I might come on later on tonight, depending on how I really truly feel. But let's keep it in real with Miss Breaker. One love, y'all. Stay blessed. Have a safe and fun weekend. And please don't be on your kids. Talk to your children. Figure out what you can do differently to discipline your child without traumatizing them and hurting them. Because at the end of the day, y'all, these kids got to grow up one day. And what you're teaching them now, if it's hurting them now, figure out a way to make it better for them. You, There's so many tools that you can utilize. There's so much resource out, resources out there to help help you with parenting. I know when Dave came up here, he's like, what do I do if they're throwing a tantrum? They want candy. You got to figure out a structure for your child. You know your child best. You know what works for your kid. You know what doesn't work for your kid. Find that tool. Utilize it. I cannot guarantee that that tool always works because, shit, we be in school and some things work and other things don't. And sometimes you need a, your kids need a fresh face. If mom is struggling with the kid and the kid's not doing it, swap out with dad. Dad might pull the kid away from, you know, sometimes. When you're dealing with a kid and they give me attitude, attitude, and tantrum, tantrum, sometimes they just need somebody else that didn't frustrate them or make them mad to calm them down. And that's all I really want to say. One love, y'all. Y'all stay blessed.